Hi, I'm your host, Michelle, and welcome to The Fairy Ring. This podcast is a portal that alchemizes a love for fantasy and storytelling with a curiosity for spirituality, mysticism, and the esoteric unknown. Enter The Fairy Ring with me to explore hidden links between our dreams and our reality in order to manifest a life of fantasy. Before we get into this episode, um, Orange Blossom Labyrinth, I want to thank you for listening and wishing you a happy new year if you're listening to this around the holidays. Uh, Just a heads up that the fairy ring is a narrative that builds upon each episode. Aside from the enter your curiosity segments, which are more of like an interview style, Um, But before you continue this episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen to Angel in Red Neon. Um, Okay, thank you again, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The flare of red neon fades from your vision as you step outside of the fairy ring into a circle of orange blossoms. The sun is setting and casts a light off something golden in your hand. You look down to see a locket inscribed with the words, the answer. But before you can open the locket that feels cold and slightly heavy in your hand, a raven caws from a branch and says, mine. Before you can appropriately react, the raven spreads its wings and flies down and scoops the shiny object right out of your hand and flies with your answer into a labyrinth that looks wild and untamed, made with thick bark, snarling branches, and orange blossoms knitted so tightly together you can barely see light through the maze of wood. Barefoot, and hungry for your answer, you run into the labyrinth to find the raven. The path winds, turns, winds back, splits, creates a dead end, and turns again. All the while you hear the raven shout repeatedly, mine, mine, mine. You can swear that it's almost mocking you. Exhausted and frustrated, You slow down, realizing just how lost you are. A fear begins to set in, building at the bottom of your stomach and working up to your throat. The fear of never leaving the labyrinth. A fear of never finding a way out. A fear that this is all that there is. But before you can get too lost into that fear, an orange falls on your head. You yell out, damn it, in frustration, and you look up at the sky. You didn't think to look up before. But now that you are, you take a breath in. The sky can be seen through the branches, a break from the endless tunnel you've lost yourself to. Where the sky is usually dark blue before the moon comes out, it is orange. But not just one shade, but many shades of 
marigold, bronze, sandstone, and rust. You breathe. You pick up the orange and you unpeel it. You fill your mouth with citrus. You breathe. You begin to walk the labyrinth. You remind yourself that you are not only a part of the labyrinth, but also the sky and also the raven. And that what you're looking for, even if you don't fully understand it, is already here now. You begin to walk without aim, without destination. You remember to breathe. You walk the labyrinth. You watch as orange blossoms fall at your feet. You watch the glow of dust caught in light. Under you, the ground becomes less steady, more sinking, becoming orange sand, slowing you down even more. You don't resist. You become even more aimless, more serene, letting the sand pass, letting yourself pass through, slowing you down even more. It is what it is. What you need is here now. You turn again, and then the labyrinth is behind you. You're in the clear, with endless of orange desert stretched in front of you. The raven flies past you again, chanting, Mine, before dropping the golden locket at your feet. But you just keep walking, figuring it is just better to keep following the moon and letting the rest of it go. And before you fade into orange pink dust, you see a star falling from the sky and the raven flying to catch it, yelling, mine. I would like to share with you two sections from the book, Walking a Sacred Path, Discovering the Labyrinth as a Spiritual Practice by Lauren Artress um, from the section, Allowing the Ego to Let Go. When you walk the labyrinth, one of the first things you may notice is the internal voice. Stepping into the labyrinth, we see our thoughts for what they really are. We may meet the impatient, judgmental thoughts that are so much a part of us that we no longer notice them. One of the major reasons we need a spiritual practice is to get beyond the ego, the manager of the personality. So this is not to say that having an ego is a bad thing. A healthy ego is always going to equate to being a healthy human within reason. But having our ego be the manager of our personality can be very limiting. What happens when our personality is a reflection of our spirit? How are you revealing yourself to yourself? Are you really looking? If you're looking through the eyes of the ego, you're gonna find a lot wrong really quickly and it will stifle you. 
But if you start to look at it through the eyes of the soul, of a spirit, you start seeing opportunities of forgiveness. You see an opportunity to let go, to open yourself up to new kinds of love, especially love of self. Self-love um, can also be the self-discipline of showing up for yourself again and again. And that can be really hard. It takes time. Why I love the labyrinth as a tool is because you get into this kind of flow while bringing up parts of your personality that may have gone unrecognized before and can be dictating your personality more than you think. Um, and this isn't always a bad thing. A couple walks in the labyrinth, you may see that you're a kinder person, a smarter person, a harder working person than you've previously given yourself credit for. But, but yeah, you're also going to find things that can make you uncomfortable, things that you don't want to look at. And you know what? That's okay. We're human. We're flawed. No one is perfect. A reminder that Instagram isn't fucking real. It's not real. It's an edited, curated version of life. And almost everyone is guilty of it. I am for sure. We also show up to different environments in different ways. Human nature can be very adaptable. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you are meeting yourself, how is that interaction going? You know, are you really your friend? Or are you your enemy? It's good to know. Maybe you're a little bit of both. I think most people kind of are. Um, and the reason I bring up this topic of the labyrinth around the topic of social media is because I noticed something in my personal experience when I started walking labyrinth this year. I would get in the same kind of trance state in walking a labyrinth as I was scrolling through Instagram or Pinterest and it just it led to the same feeling um, that I didn't realize until I was walking a labyrinth. It was bringing this feeling up of inspired but not satisfied. Inspired but not satisfied. It's a beautiful thing, I think, to have goals and to have dreams. But if you can't see the beauty of where you are, of where you are right now in the present moment, you might be really missing out on the really good stuff. You know, is social media bad? Absolutely not. It's not good or bad. It just is the same way with, with anything. You know, we decide whether it is good or bad. But if you are always seeking just a little bit beyond yourself for happiness, that pursuit that isn't ever quite attainable, you're always going to come back to the emptiness of ego. I think that's a sign that your soul is ready to be fed. And that can mean so many things. That's the exciting part. It can be fun. It doesn't have to be serious. It can be fun. It can be goofy. It, live your life. That's, that's all. So the second section of walking a sacred path that I wanted to share is the ability to differentiate between flow and force on the ego level is important. The human ego can attempt to force something 
out of its own timing and then come up empty. Don't push the river, it flows by itself, is a good philosophy for the labyrinth. When we know ourselves well, we know how our thoughts try and shape things. Expectations often get in the way of our experience. Your human experience isn't meant to be just a highlight reel. And neither is your relationship with self. There is beauty to what is flawed. There may be more beauty in your life than what you see right now. I will be linking a site called Labyrinth Locator, Labyrinth Locator, <laughs> labyrinthlocator.com in the description box. And basically, it's just a site where you enter where you're located and you see what labyrinths are near you. Um, even if you decide not to take a super spiritual approach with the labyrinth, they can still have a lot of really good cognitive benefits, you know. I think it is interesting that labyrinths can be found in a lot of churches and holy sites, but also at a lot of schools. Um, that is one thing that I'm trying to do with this podcast is is bring the spiritual in, but make it fun and make it practical. Um, yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it brought you some value and I'm looking forward to creating some more content and um, seeing you on the other side in 2022. All right. Take good care.